ready for this? I got one thing to say. Just happen to be the greatest wrestling machine alive. It's all here. What a mega matchup! Universal Wrestling Podcast. I like this kind of party, baby. It doesn't matter what your name is. Welcome to the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Today's episode is going to sound a little different. Our co host is a little bit under the weather. To save your ears and his voice, we thought it would be a good idea to introduce a new segment to the show. It's called Pipe Bomb. Instead of us two discussing topics in the wrestling world, it'll just be one of us. No interruptions, no bickering, just expressing our opinions. So without further ado, here we go. Pipe Bomb. It's not about competition. It's about professional wrestling. Let me say that again. It's not about competition. It's about professional wrestling. CM Punk debuting on AEW Rampage doesn't mean they're better than the WWE. And it doesn't mean that the WWE isn't still the big dog on campus. It just means professional wrestling right now is on a high. It's amazing. It's must-see TV. It's also about getting what we want. For years, we wanted an alternative, and we got it. That's what we have here with AEW. WWE still making money, but again, I'm going to say it again and again. It's not about competition. It's about professional wrestling. We wanted it for years, and we got it. We got the alternative, and we also got CM Punk. We waited seven years for him to return. He returned on AEW Rampage, and it was a thing of beauty. And I'm not saying CM Punk is professional wrestling, and I'm not saying CM Punk saved professional wrestling. I'm just saying there's more to it. Competition is good, but right now it's not about competition. It's about getting what we want. We wanted the alternative. We got it. We wanted CM Punk to return. We got it. We wanted John Cena to return. And we got it. And we're loving it. And it's great. It's not about competition. It's about professional wrestling. Listening to that pop from CM Punk on AEW TNT Rampage was simply amazing. What he said, yeah, you can agree to disagree. Or you can agree on all points. But again... It's about us. It's about professional wrestling. It's about the fans. And we're getting what we wanted. I mean, how long, how long have we been wanting something like an alternative? We've been saying it for years. I need something else to watch. I can't watch Eva Marie. I can't watch what they're doing to the women's division. I can't watch what they're doing to the tag team division. I can't and I won't understand why Brock Lesnar comes back every year, squashes guys like Kofi. I don't get it. I don't get how Bianca Belair lost in 13 seconds. Well, it's okay. See that clicker on the counter there? Pick it up. 
Turn the channel off. There you go. Sack Daddy. That was my very calm voice expressing my opinion on the world of professional wrestling. Before we discuss that segment, let's crack open some cold ones. Crack open a cold one. Like we said in the beginning of the show, Sack Daddy, you're not feeling so great. What's up, man? How you doing? Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. As you can hear my voice, it sounds a lot better than it's done. But uh, I'm hanging in there and turning the corner here. And uh, as you know, I'm not feeling like I said, I'm not feeling well. So I'm just sipping on some water today. Sorry to disappoint everybody. But what are you sipping on? Yeah, I'm sipping on Juicy Bits, Weldworks Brewing Company. It's an IPA, New England, 6.7. It's really good. It's their flagship IPA, citrus, a little bit of tropical fruit, has a little bit of uh, the hop character. So I'm digging it. What did you think? That was their first ever segment of pipe bomb what did you think how was my performance there buddy (laughs) (laughs) no it was uh it was phenomenal really good i mean you make great points i mean since we started this podcast since i've known you our conversations have always been wwe needs competition and this is what we got so when AEW was created we were you know kind of hyped we kind of knew they would bring in stars. And this is, like you said, it's great for wrestling as a wrestling fan. Like, I mean, not high on CM Punk like other people are, but as for, you know, WWE competition and being a wrestling fan, I dig it. Yeah. I mean, let's get into it. CM Punk returns to AEW after seven years. He's going to go one-on-one with Darby Allen at all out punk is back and that's great and that's what i said from the beginning it's not about punk punk is not professional wrestling punk is not saving us from anything we have it good right now but punk is back what are your thoughts it's about time it's a little bit too late in my opinion i think it should have happened about five years ago um he's no spring chicken he's like third up there in his 30s close to 40 years old i'm not gonna lie i'm excited to see if he still has in the ring because His WWE, you know, in ring was awesome. He was must-see TV. Yeah. The fact that he's coming back to elevate superstars like Darby Allen is really cool to see because you see it all the time. I mean, we say it all the time. Goldberg's back. Where is he? Oh, he's in the title picture. CM Punk comes back. Edge comes back. They know what they got to do. They got to elevate younger talent. First off, I think AEW did it perfectly in Chicago. You don't wait to the end of the show. You open up the show with them, and that's what they did. I mean, I mean, we only know one side of the story. We never really heard yeah. the WWE side of the story. I mean, I'm sure he was dicked over and all that. Yeah. I take it. I mean, I take it with a grain of salt what he said. I mean, he is an, he is an asshole to me. He can come off the wrong way. But what was cool, too, is JR usually doesn't do Rampage. He was there for the debut of CM Punk, and he said something along the lines of it was uh, Jordan-esque. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, like I said, I'm all in for it. I'm ex- I'm actually pretty excited to see him face Darby. Yeah, and the rumors are uh, DB, Daniel Bryan, will return. I mean, the rumors were right about Punk. They may be right about DB. Any thoughts on that before we get on to the next topic? Yeah, that one stings a little bit harder because DB was different, man. I don't know. It seemed like he didn't have any rift with the WWE. His contract ended. Yeah, he, he seemed like out. a WWE guy. Right. And he yeah. kept saying he wanted to be a father, father life, blah, 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 blah. Then he just, all of a sudden, these rumors pop up that he's going to AEW. Yeah. Kinda, it kind of reminds me of the Jericho exit, though. I mean, Jericho yeah. maybe doesn't feel there's not enough feuds. He wants to wrestle other people. and Yeah. If, if you think of it like that way, I kind of agree with them. Let them do him. I'm not so salty, but we'll see what happens. I mean, 
Yeah. There's, there's two things you got to look at. You know, the first one is it's business. If DB wants to do what he wants to do, do it, man. You know? And the second thing is it doesn't hurt us. I mean, it it's better for us. Like I said, in the beginning, it's about professional wrestling. It's about us. You know, their DB didn't screw us. CM Punk didn't screw us, you know, and uh, we're going to see it. We're going to see them at AEW uh, All Out. Hope maybe we'll see DB there, but we're definitely going to get to see CM Punk go one-on-one with Darby Allen. It's going to be a great match. I'm just stoked. I'm stoked to be a wrestling fan. This is such a great time to be a wrestling fan, but you brought it up, so let's discuss it. Summer Slam and TakeOver. Let's discuss the highs and lows. Let's start with your high. I know it's Edge and Seth Rollins. Yeah, it was awesome from the beginning to the end. I mean, Edge's uh, entrance, uh, yeah, the Brood entrance was fantastic. Yep, and um, I mean, you knew going in that these two can steal the show, and you know how they how the the ending was the greatest because he went for the curb stomp, yeah. which was the biggest part of the storyline with Edge's neck and the way he you know stopped it. And yeah, yeah, he won with the submission. I mean. Everybody's like, oh, Rollins. Rollins didn't need to win that, man. Rollins, you know, Rollins, uh, Edge coming off two losses, deserved a pay-per-view, deserved to go over. It doesn't hurt Rollins at all. No, not at all. And I think this uh, feud is going to continue. So let's get on with the next match. I mean, we don't have to go through every single match, but Damian Priest versus Sheamus. Damian Priest, Sack Daddy, is your new United States champion. And I don't know who has more momentum than him. Yeah, I mean... I'll be the first to admit, I was kind of a hater of Priest when he came up from yeah. NXT. I thought he was called up way too soon. And then WrestleMania hit with Barry Bunny, and I thought that was like a cool little yeah. you know, little stick. But when this match was announced, when he, you know, before SummerSlam, I was like, Sheamus is on one of his greatest runs ever. Like, he actually brought. I don't know. I don't want to say prestige, but yeah. brought something to the U.S. title. It wasn't like an afterthought. Yeah, and I did not think Priest was going to go over. I thought Sheamus was deserving to go over, but I kind of see where Creative was going. But yeah. I don't know. And you brought up the point via text message a couple of days ago. He's going to get married soon, you know. Sheamus just got engaged, so maybe that's what they're doing. Right. Right. That's, yeah. That's and, another and, thing. And Priest, I mean, he deserves it. He's one of the few NXT guys that uh, when they brought him up, like I was. You did like him, yep. I was like, this guy's my dude. I, I dig this. And his entrance from the graphics to the animations, I mean, it's really legit. I mean, do you want to do it? Let's. We have to. We have to discuss it. Goldberg went one-on-one with Bobby Lashley. Lashley went over. It wasn't a pin. I wanted to see this match. I thought it was going to be really cool. Two powerhouses going one-on-one, but it did not deliver. No, nah, it did. It didn't deliver at all. And the way the ending, the injury was a bunch of crap. I mean, I, I hate to tell you this, but I think we're headed for another match in Saudi Arabia. The way yeah. it was written, and even on Raw, they they said something about it. They uh, showed uh, Goldberg in the parking lot. It was like a WWE exclusive, and he was really upset that you know Bobby Lashley manhandled his son. I don't want to see it. I mean, come on. I understand, you know, Goldberg is the guy for Bobby Lashley right now because there's no one on Raw, and I get that, but they need to do something else. They need to find somebody else. They need to build somebody else. Bring Walter for all I care. I need somebody else. It's not a breath of fresh air. I'd I, I, I rather see him go one-on-one with Kofi again, you know? 
Right. I guess we can segue into our next segment here because why not Brock for Bobby? Yeah, well, let's do it. Roman Reigns, your tribal chief, beats the 16-time champion, John Cena. It wasn't a great match, but it was so entertaining. And what uh, Sacco alluded to, Brock Lesnar's back. Probably not the best, like the anticipation-wise, it didn't live up to the hype. But it was definitely entertaining because the way Cena won two, three, had a a couple close calls, you know. And there was a finisher. There's a couple finishers in the match, but yeah. If I had one of great in between the match one and match two, I think match one was better. But yeah, I mean, I didn't like Cena to go out. I mean, it was anticlimactic. The summer of Cena was yeah. so hyped up, and then boop, it's gone. And yeah, you know, and I don't know. I yeah. didn't really think I knew Roman, Roman was going over regardless. I knew that. I didn't yeah. expect. I mean, my little heart wanted Cena to win, but. <laughs> And we touched on this a couple of times during other episodes. Uh, this storyline is not going to be interrupted by anything, by DUI, by, you know, John Cena becoming the 17 time champion. This storyline is going to go for as long as it can. And I'm not upset about it. I'm upset about the Jey Uso thing or Jimmy Uso thing, but we're not going to get into that. I thought this match was great. Like you, like I said in the beginning, it's not a five-star match. But it was entertaining. I enjoyed the build-up to it. I think that was the best part. The promos were decent. Everything about this storyline was great. And I kind of liked how John Cena, you know, walked away. You know, he didn't come back to Raw the next night and say, I'm sorry. He just got up and left. I kind of dig it. I don't know if they're going to do something with that down the line. But Roman Reigns' next opponent is Brock Lesnar. It's got to be. And you got to throw Paul Heyman in the mix. How sweet is that to have Paul Heyman in the middle of these two guys, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Heyman advocated for Brock Lesnar, and now he's advocating for Roman Reigns. So I dig it. I love that he's in the middle. Absolutely. It makes the storyline. I mean, even this last past um, SmackDown episode, when you know he gets interviewed and he's given, you know, Braxton, I'm the tribal chief, yeah, and he yeah. tries to get in the locker room and it's locked. And yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of, I mean, I'm fantasy booking here is Let's that he, that Heyman costs, yeah, um, screws, screws yep. Roman. Brock gets the universal champion. Brock, I don't want to say, but Brock's gonna hold on to it, and then Survivor Series is gonna come around, and that's when you're gonna get Lashley versus Brock, Lashley and Brock, and hopefully The Rock too. Right, and then the rock, then the rock somehow uh, in the mix. Right, and the rock looms that for WrestleMania, and Roman gets the title back. I don't know. Yeah, I I want to see Brock versus Bobby. (laughs) Brock versus Bobby would be awesome to see. And uh, like I said, I mean, no interruptions. They can't do anything. You know, we can't do anything about that. I mean. I feel like Bobby Lashley teased it a few times back in the day. You know, me versus Brock would be awesome. And like you said, I want to see that match. But for now, it's Paul Heyman in the middle of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Let's get on with the next match and probably the last match we'll discuss. Becky Lynch returns, wins the title off of Bianca Belair. What are your thoughts on that? Because you weren't a big fan of that. Let's hear it. I absolutely hated it. I mean, am I happy Becky's back? Yes. Am I happy the way they did it? No. They could have went a thousand different ways. But Bianca, they built Bianca up so much. I guess they did, but they did. She won the Rumble. 
Yeah. She wins the she made events. She beat Sasha at WrestleMania. She's the champ. She deserved better than 27 seconds. Yeah. And I get where you're coming from, but this is where I have to uh, disagree. Bianca Belair was not as over as they wanted her to be. So what did they do? They inserted Becky Lynch into the storyline and this is how you get somebody over. I know it sounds like a, you know, a cheap trick here, but it works and I'm digging it. I mean, I understand. Yeah. But how long do you think they knew that Sasha wasn't going to be in this match? Yeah. Not uh, not long not at all. Like, I see your point there. Yeah, I get it. Like, was that their? Was this a, like, you know, a last minute decision? Then I respect a little bit more. They had to do something. Yeah. And Becky and Becky's not in fighting shape. She can't do a twenty minute match right now. I mean, it's gonna happen. Yeah. But but I guess you're right. I mean, losing to fucking somebody like Becky Lynch is. And then 27 seconds is no shame. And then uh, Bianca bounced back on SmackDown and won. Yeah. So I mean, she's not really in the doghouse. One thing that I don't think wrestling fans have is patience. You got to be patient with this. You know, this is a storyline. They're going to build this. You know, this is what we want. Again, going back to the, you know, pipe bomb segment. This is professional wrestling. You know, they're going to give us what we want because we're paying. You know, we are the fans. So we're going to see it. And maybe Bianca beats Becky Lynch. I mean, Becky Lynch doesn't need to win. You know, it was cool to see her return. I agree with you. The 27, 29 second match was not necessary. If they had both of them compete, I think it would have helped Belair a little more. A little more because she had fight in her, you know, she, she was trying. That's that Rocky story, that underdog, you know, she comes out. She thinks she's going to face Banks. Nope. She thinks she's going to face Carmella. Nope. She faces the man, Becky Lynch. I love it. Let's wait. This is not a bury. No one's getting buried. They know what they got with uh, Bianca Belair. They wouldn't have her win at WrestleMania main event, WrestleMania and win it. They wouldn't have her win the rumble. You know, so they're building to a better story, a better feud with Becky and Banks. You know, I can't wait for her to come back. Anything else before we get on to uh, NXT TakeOver 36? Yeah, well, I'll touch on one more thing. The tag team titles, RK Bro. Oh, we forgot about that. Dude, let's hear it. What do you think? Solid Cummins as they teamed up since day yeah. one. You knew this was going to be the culmination of them winning the titles. I hope they get a nice little run with them and then eventually we get a one-on-one match. I mean, that patience. That would be sick. Yeah, yeah right. patience. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I hope this pushes AJ to the main event picture too. Now that yeah. he's, So AJ deserves another run. But You uh, know what's that, crazy too, man? RKO, Randy, always finds a way to stay relevant. It's, <laughs> it's the veteran veterans. It's the wrestler's wrestler. Like, Randy Orton is the man. I have tons of respect for him when he was rumors had that yeah. he went to writing and said, I want to work with Riddle. And this is how the faction came yep. about because when Edge got hurt again, Riddle, I mean, Randy was in no man's land again. What were they going to do with Randy? Exactly. And he's put the case, really put the kid over. I mean, it's like, Good cop and bad cop. Like Riddle, Riddle's the you know the funny good cop. cop. That, yeah. Bad cop. <laughs> Riddle's the uh, not so serious one. And yeah, uh, yeah, nothing. Everything comes out. I mean, hopefully AJ uh, gets to the main event picture, and that would be cool because that could be somebody Bobby Lashley could go one on one with. They're just dying for somebody, and right now, you know, to this day, I don't think they have anyone lined up like 
think about it. Like who's, who's next, you know, and right. it's not Goldberg, please. And what do you think of Almas? Like, are they going to, is Almas here to Omos? stay? You know what? I don't know, but I'm interested to see, you know, what's next for him because what was he? He was, he was on underground. He was a security guard ninja once. And then I don't know. They're doing a lot with him. So they, I guess they like him, you know, I forgot about raw underground. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> that was Shane's baby. Supposedly. <laughs> yeah. I dug it. I loved it. Yeah, that was awesome. That but, was uh, awesome. Let's get into it. NXT TakeOver 36. And this this TakeOver is a little weird just because this is like uh, the last TakeOver of the old NXT. You know, as you heard, they released a lot of w, or NXT superstars and they're kind of doing something different with NXT. It's going to be more younger superstars. They have a new logo. They're going to have new everything. So uh, it's, it's exciting, but it's also sad because this is the end of an era. It's, it's not there anymore. It's gone. So NXT TakeOver, Samoa Joe is your new NXT champion. And I love it just because Vince McMahon released him. He walked away. Triple H signs him and makes him the three-time NXT champion. I absolutely love it. I mean, it was really kind of a new surprise to me the way uh, Cross was on Raw the last three weeks leading up yeah. to this uh, NXT I think we takeover. all saw it coming, you know. And uh, good for Joe. I mean, I don't know what happened with him in the main roster, yeah. but he deserves He He came back to NXT, took a, you know, the muscle Title, role. Yeah. Yeah, the muscle oh, role. muscle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for Regal, and that led to this match. And first ever three-time champion. I mean, that yeah. tells you something. But let's get into it. What do you think about this? It's the end of an era. I'm happy for Cole. He's a free agent. He can stay with the WWE if he wants. This may be a storyline. I'm thinking he goes to AEW. I mean, this is how I feel. I feel this way. If I was at Adam Cole, you know, I want the WWE championship. And if I can't get that, then I'm going to walk away because you know how Vince is with big guys. So he may be going to AEW. He may be going to Impact. We're not sure. What are your thoughts on the match? And then also, what are your thoughts on Adam Cole as a free agent? Uh, yeah, I could watch these guys fight 24-7, seven days a week. I mean, yeah. it was fantastic match. I mean, yeah. Obviously, you knew Kyle O'Reilly was going over, yeah, because Adam Cole's uncertainly. Um, but like you said, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the WWE can afford to lose Adam Cole though. And now that uh, his contract is up, it's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, it's too late, bud. You know, you should have <laughs> brought him up to the main roster and made him a champion. If it was the United States champion or the IC title, you know, you should have done something. Uh, I, I think he's leaving. I, I would want to leave too, you know, like, like you said, patience, buddy, patience, yeah, patience, and, but we're running out of patience Adam Cole, but cause since we started this podcast, Adam Cole has been a topic on this podcast for majority yeah. of the shows. Like you said, I, if I was Adam Cole, I'd be pissed off too. Yeah. I want to go. I want to, you know, I want to be WWE champion. I've been here long enough. Why do I have to wait? Why do I have to make sure that I am bigger and better? You know, he's good as is, you know, he is Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Don't change anything about him. Wherever Adam Cole goes, I will be a fan. Yeah, of, of course. Him. I think it's AEW or WWE. I really uh, impact works with AEW, so I won't rule them out. But if I had yeah. to get, if I had to guess, he's gone too. Unfortunately, I feel the same way. Let's get into the uh, what I believe was the main event: Walter going one on one with Dragunov. Dude, this match was, as the kids would say, a banger. And Dave Meltzer even rated it 
5.25 stars. That's that's incredible. I'm not a big fan of Dave. We don't have to go into that. But this <laughs> match is this is the epitome of professional wrestling. This is professional wrestling. What are your thoughts on Walter not going over? And uh, you know what's next for Walter? What do you what do you think there? I mean, you hit it on the uh, opening uh, thing here. It's the end segment. of an e- segment. Yeah. It's the end of an era for NXT. There's no more black and gold. The, uh, they made the cuts, and I think um, Walter had a nice little run in them. And great did run he up. ever? Holy shit! Shit, yeah. yeah. I think I think we're going to see him on the main roster. I would love to see that. I mean, it's going to be hard because Walter can't fight every night. You know, he can't be on Monday night or SmackDown every week. I, I just can't see that happening. I think his character, the way he presents himself, it's kind of like Andre. You know, we see him once in a while, kind of like Bruno. We don't see him every single week. We see him during the big events or when they need to sell out some, you know, some venue. They bring them in. I I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge Walter fan. If you listen to the podcast, you know that. I'm stoked to see it. Again, I thought he could have retained the title. But, you know, it's good for Dragunov. This, he he definitely, you know, they're definitely putting on the uh, the strap here and shooting him to the moon, baby. Yeah, and, uh, and Walter fits um, Vixus man's yeah. uh, pu- pupil. He's a big guy. Yep. I mean, so we'll see what happens. And uh yeah. I don't know, man. And I'm gonna miss the um the black and gold and stuff yeah. like that. Well and let's 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 talk a little more about that. This was the event that, you know, pretty much end of an era. I get that. If you think about it, LA Knight, he's gonna be sent to the main roster. Adam Cole, if he has the opportunity, if he wants to, he's going to the main roster. There's a lot of people going to the main roster. Cross is already on the main roster. So this was a a last hoorah for some of the guys in NXT. I mean, I'm excited for the future of NXT because there's going to be a lot of young talent, but I'm also sad because, you know, like I said, and like we said throughout the segment, it's the end of an era. And uh, it was a pretty good freaking era. I'll tell you that much. And another guy that um, strikes my attention that we really don't talk about too, kind of like Adam Cole. Um, he was on the pre-show. Uh, did a fight, but he was Pete Dunn. He's got to be, oh, yeah. Yeah, be called up too. I mean, yeah. Well, then uh, again, you look at it. What are they going to do with NXT UK? I mean, they would need him. They need Walter. Walter off. Right. I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's tough because this is a, a time where wrestling is amazing. I don't want them to do anything to NXT UK because the, it's so good right now. But you know, it is what it is. That's all I can say about it. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the the negatives of having a so called farm system. You know, yeah, you have to empty, you have to refuel, and you have to empty it out. <clears throat> empty out at some time. I mean, maybe looking yeah. back on the recruiting trail. Yes, sir. Any last uh, thoughts before we get on with the final segment of the day? Uh, no, SummerSlam weekend was a blast. I mean, yeah. great, great wrestling. I mean, yep. NXT, NXT had Sunday to themselves because yep. you know, SummerSlam was on Saturday. It was, it was great. I can't, I can't wait to see what they do. Let's get on with the next segment, the last segment of the day. Story of the day. We want to take the time to give a few shout outs. We've been lucky enough to meet some amazing people throughout our journey. A lot of great wrestling podcasters, a lot of just great people. So we thought, you know what, let's do it. We're going to shout out their Twitter. We can't do everything. We can't do Instagram. We can't do, you know, the platforms they're on, but we're going to shout out their Twitter handles and uh, go follow them. They're good people. And we wouldn't be here without them. Sacco, you have anything else before we start this segment? Yeah. I mean, we're coming up on a year of the Universal Wrestling Podcast. This has been a dream of 
of ours and all these people a thrill a thrill all these people have been can't thank them enough so we just want to give them a shout out let's do it brother I'll go first. We're going to start off with my boy, George. You can find him on Twitter at underscore straight talk. Really good dude. Does a lot with his uh, daughter too. It's just a a great chemistry. Love to hear them talk. Love the interviews. Love everything about it. Seco, who's next? James at Not 90s Wrestling Podcast. He's on Twitter at 90s Wrestling Podcast. Pod Again, great guy. James has been helping us since we started. Great listen. Yes. The next one is Ivan and the crew at circle of debate they're on twitter at circle of debate really good people we've done a lot of recaps and reviews with them just a lot of fun sack daddy you're up next brother uh counting out with mike and tyler they were on our SummerSlam uh preview show well tyler was they're on twitter at counted out seven great dudes great listen i mean we're beating the drum here great people yeah another one dirty hills it's your boy kofi weedston and uh good brother you can find them at dirty heels p-o-d-c-1 dirty heels with a z pod c1 sack daddy you're up next we got the top rope wrestling talk find them on twitter at top rope wt great listen great dude The next one is Kyle from the Apron Bump podcast. You heard him on our prediction show for SummerSlam. Another great podcaster. Sack Daddy, you're up next with Jonah. Rewind, recap, relive. Find him at R3 Jonah. Great listen. I mean, I can't beat the drum. These guys are all great. Beat the drum. The next is your boys from the Ring Fanatics podcast. You can find them on Twitter at the ring fanatics again beat 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 the drum sacco you're up next oh i'm beating the drum the, the titantron you can follow him at at the underscore titantron on twitter great work from anthony our boys clark street wrestling podcast you can find them on twitter at Clark underscore wrestling. And the last one, Sack Daddy, take it away. The Rewind Wrestling Podcast. You can follow them at Rewind Podcast on Twitter. Like I said, all these people, great people, helped us out. We like to help you guys out. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And as usual, have a great one. Follow us on Twitter at the UW Pod and Instagram at UW Podcast. You ready for it? Three. Two, one. Peace. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another edition of the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Check us out on the web at uwpod.com. You've got mail. Or send us an email. We really don't know what we're dealing with here, man. Info at uwpod.com. Universal Wrestling Podcast. Nobody does it better.